a series on doctrine and baptisms. And uh, in today's uh, teaching, we want to look at two aspects. And the one is the, the aspect of us being um, the Holy Spirit given to us as a guarantee. And then the other aspect, we want to look at the gift of other tongues. Because as we've seen in this uh, series thus far, that every believer who is filled with the Holy Spirit, the evidence thereof is that they will then speak with other tongues. We said that there are other phenomena that occur from time to time, but the consistent phenomena that occurs uh, amongst all believers who are filled with the Holy Spirit is that they speak with other tongues. And so we do need to understand what that gift of other tongues is all about and how it actually does impact on the life of the believer. But in today's teaching, today we're going to start off with the teaching of the fact that the Holy Spirit is our guarantee and that we are in fact sealed by the Holy Spirit. Um, there's a few scriptures we can pick up in the New Testament that refer to this. The first account in scripture is in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. It's, uh, the, uh, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul writing to the church and he says, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, verse 22, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. And so there we see that the terms sealed and guarantee are used uh, together in the same context, referring to the Holy Spirit. For he says, God has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Then 2 Corinthians 5, 5, he says, he talks about the same thing. Now he who has prepared us for, for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. And so there's that, there's that word of guarantee again, linked to the giving of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, he says, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. The redemption of um, the purchased possession, he's talking about our resurrected bodies in context there. But again here he brings out the two points, uh, being sealed with the Spirit of promise, and he refers to the Holy Spirit as the guarantee of our inheritance. And then in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30, uh, again the, the Apostle Paul writing, he says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And so we see very clearly that um, believers are sealed by the Holy Spirit, who is given to us as a guarantee of our inheritance. And so those two aspects of the Christian faith, being sealed by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit given to us as a guarantee of, an, of our inheritance, um, is pertaining to the same event. We, when we receive the Holy Spirit, it's at that time that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit and He is given to us as a guarantee of our inheritance. So the question then arises, well, when, when, when does the believer um, when does, uh, partake of the sealing and the guarantee of the Holy Spirit? Well, the Apostle Paul kind of uh, gives us an insight into that in the passage in Ephesians. For in that passage he says, You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. And so he refers to the Holy Spirit of promise there. 
And so that is actually the key that we can look at to determine, well, does the believer um, receive the Holy Spirit of promise when they're born again? Or does the believer receive the Holy Spirit of promise when they are filled with the Spirit? Because don't forget, we said that believers, all believers who are baptized into Christ, have the Holy Spirit takes up residence on the inside of them. So every believer has the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. But not all believers are filled with the Holy Spirit. Because that is, we have seen in the series that to be filled with the Holy Spirit is a subsequent experience to being born again. <clears throat> So the question is, uh, when the Apostle Paul teaches us about being sealed with the Holy Spirit, who is given to us as a guarantee of our inheritance, when, is that, when does that event take place? Does it take place when we're born again and we receive the Holy Spirit in our hearts? Or does it take place when we are filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? Well, as I say, he gives us um, insight into it in Ephesians by saying that we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. And so if we look at what the, the scripture talks around um, the Holy Spirit of promise, it, uh, it gives us insight as to when it is that the Christian, in fact, is sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who, and when is he given to us as a guarantee of our inheritance. And we pick it up in Luke 24, verse 49. Uh, of our Lord Jesus speaking, and he says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you endued, are endued with power from on high. And so there our Lord is talking very specifically about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because he's speaking about them being endued with power from on high when he sends uh, the promise of the Father. Now, when our Lord spoke to this, the saints at that time, we said they were all born again. They all had the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of them. But Jesus says they still had not yet received the promise of the Father. Um, and they hadn't yet been endued with power from on high. So Jesus was very clearly referring to the baptism of the Holy Spirit as the promise from the Father. Acts 1, 4 says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Again, our Lord is referring to the baptism of the Holy Spirit when he talks about this event. And he, he calls it the promise of the Father. Don't forget, uh, Paul is speaking about this concept of being sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Um, and him given, being given to us as a guarantee of our inheritance is now highlighting what our Lord is referring to as the promise of the Father, the promise being the baptism of the Holy Spirit, not the Holy Spirit dwelling within the taking up residence in the heart of believers when they're born again. Acts 2.33 says, Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He poured out this which you now see and hear. Very clearly again, Peter, in uh, preaching on the day of Pentecost, it refers to the baptism of the Holy Spirit as the promise of the Father. And so the promise Holy Spirit is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so it is when the saints are filled with the Spirit of God, when they are baptized in the Spirit of God, it is at that time that they are sealed by the Spirit of promise who is at that time given to them as a guarantee of their inheritance. We need to understand the, the concept of guarantee, because a guarantee is given 
as tangible evidence of um, something that cannot be seen. And so, for a Christian who has the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of them, there is no tangible evidence that they have that they have the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of them. But with, the, with regards to a, a saint who has been filled with the Holy Spirit, the evidence that is given is they begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance. And so that is the evidence of the, um, that which is unseen on the inside of them. And that's the, uh, the concept around a guarantee. Uh, when one has a guarantee of something, one can show that guarantee to someone. Well, this is my guarantee of my inheritance, or a will that is written down for argument's sake. And so what is the purpose of us being sealed then? Why does God want us to be sealed by the Holy Spirit? Romans chapter 4, verse 3 to 11 says, For what, this, what, sorry, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, in verse 11. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of faith which he had while still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe, though they are uncircumcised, that the righteousness, that righteousness might be imputed to them also. And so we see that Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness. After he had believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness, he then received the sign of circumcision. And the scripture says it was a sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while still uh, uncircumcised. So if we were to take that concept that he, the Holy Spirit is pointing us to in the New Testament um, regarding Abraham and bring that across to the new birth, we are made righteous in God, in Christ Jesus, when we are born again. And so, it's at that instant that we have made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's when the Holy Spirit takes up residence on the inside of us. Um, that's when the Holy Spirit takes up residence on the inside of us. So it's exactly the same concept of when Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, after that event in Abraham's life, God introduced him to the circumcision. Um, and that circumcision was given to Abraham as a sign, as a seal of the righteousness he already had in God because of his faith. And so the concept it remains the same for the, the saint. We are made righteous when we are born again. But we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit later as a sign to us and as a seal of the righteousness that we, have, uh, ha that we have in Christ Jesus. And so that's the, the subsequent event. It's a sign. It's, it's, not, um, oh, what's the word? it's not the righteousness per se. It's purely the, 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 the sign given to the believer that they have been made righteous and that they are going to inherit uh, the kingdom of God uh, through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because don't forget, the Holy Spirit is given to us as a guarantee of our inheritance, the scripture talks about. And so um, in 1 Corinthians 14, 21, 22, the Apostle Paul brings that concept over about the sign of circumcision and the sign that we have in under the new covenant. And he says, In the Lord is written, With men of other tongues and other lips I will speak to this people, and yet for all that they will not hear me, says the Lord. Therefore, tongues are for a sign, 
Not for those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. And so the Apostle Paul brings the concept of tongues um, out as a sign that is given to... Um, he's, he talks in this instance to unbelievers because he's talking about the concept of speaking in tongues in a church environment. But nevertheless, tongues are still given to us as a sign, just as circumcision was given to Abraham as a sign of the righteousness that he had. So the Holy Spirit given to the saint is given to the saint to, as a seal of the righteousness that he has in Christ Jesus and as a guarantee of his inheritance in Christ. And that, that, that guarantee given is the gift of tongues. Because that is the sign. That is the, like the circumcision that was given to Abraham, which was visible. Uh, he could see that sign. So it is that tongues are tangible, and it's, a, uh, it's our guarantee, and we too can see the sign that we have been sealed with um, the Holy Spirit of promise. And so what about saints who do not partake of the, the fully infilling of the Holy Spirit? Are they not sealed, and do they not receive the guarantee? Well, actually, they don't. They have the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of them, but they don't have that guarantee. Why? Because they don't have access to the tangible evidence of the sign given to them. Now, it doesn't change the fact that they are sons and daughters of God. They remain sons and daughters of God. They just haven't yet been sealed, and they haven't yet uh, partaken of the, the guarantee of the Holy Spirit of promise. It's available to them, they just haven't partaken of it. But it doesn't change their... The fact that they are sons and daughters of God. It doesn't change the um, inheritance that they will receive when they uh, go to, to be with our Lord Jesus on that day. Not at all. Because the Holy Spirit of promise is given to us as a seal and as a guarantee of it, our, our inheritance. So it's just an added um, blessing that God gives to us to just settle the saint saying you are my child and this is your guarantee of the inheritance that you are still going to receive now as I say the saints that do not partake of the baptism of the Holy Spirit still have their inheritance intact still are sons and daughters of God they just don't have this guarantee that the saints who are filled with the Holy Spirit have that's the only difference between the two it's like Abraham was righteous before God before he was circumcised he remained righteous before God after he was circumcised. It wasn't the circumcision that made Abraham righteous before God. It was his faith that made him righteous before God. The circumcision was given to him purely as a sign. And so again, the infilling of the Holy Spirit that is given to the saint purely as a sign, as a, a guarantee, um, a seal of the righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus. So we need to understand the concept. It doesn't make... It doesn't... Um, uh, what's word I'm looking for? It doesn't do away with anything that the saints who are not filled with the Holy Spirit already have um, promised to them by God. Not at all. They just don't have the guarantee. That's all. They just haven't been sealed. That's all. Um, but they're still sons and daughters of God, and they still have an inheritance in uh, Christ.